Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season 2, episode 26, Coven of Darkness. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by Wendy Rodriguez. Directed by George Bloomfield. Original air date, June 12, 1989. Hey, we're back with season 2, episode 26, Coven of Darkness. Kim isn't here today. She just called me. She had an appointment come up last minute that she really couldn't not attend. So since I was ready, as I said, she just called with all my notes done. I'm doing it on my own. Otherwise, I don't know when I'll be able to schedule it again. There's a few warehouse connections. I'm going to do those first. Maria Ricosa, who played Liza in this episode was Corinne Higgins in the Warehouse episode Regrets. She was the prison warden in that episode. Mark Wilson, who played Brother Shannon in this episode, also played Mr. Wilkie, who was a store owner who was going to lose his store in the mall development in the Warehouse episode Secret Santa. And Jason Blicker, a lot of warehouse people, who plays Danny in this episode, was Aaron Sawyer in the Warehouse episode Trials. And for some reason, I think we talked about him before, so Jason Blicker must have been in another episode earlier on of Friday the 13th. But I think he was the attorney in that one. That was the episode that everybody was regressing, and it was because of a tie clip, or I'm not sure if it was a tie clip or cufflinks, but the mother was trying to protect her son from being uh, sent to jail for murder. So people were regressing like back to their childhood and even further until they die. That was also the episode, the other artifact was Typhoid Mary's Hatchet, which we've talked about more than once in this Friday the 13th series. That was a lot of warehouse people in one episode. As for the episode, it was only a matter of time before we got a coven. And we kind of already had a coven in the one with the uh, coin. So they're doing all the coven things. They're cutting fingers, smearing blood, chanting in a circle. So the head witch lies a stab something, and it spins, and it turns into a figurine of someone. I don't know what that ball of stuff was supposed to be. I think later on, do they say clay? I don't know. It looked like straw. I don't know what was going on. But it was kind of a weird... I don't know. There had to be a better way to do that. It was just kind of comical almost. So meanwhile, Jack and Mickey are at some other kind of gathering. Gareth, who seems to be the leader, is giving a speech... He asks Brother Shannon for something, and he gives him the witch's ladder. Brother Shannon also looks like the figurine that the coven created. This is the witch's ladder. Nine knots, bound with the power of the warlock that created them. For years, we have used this to amplify our powers, to aid us in our healing, and to spread goodwill. But these honored guests bring us news that it was created by Louis Vondrely. Therefore, tonight, I entrust it in their care. So these people, or this organization, have used it to amplify their power for good. But because Jack and Mickey have told them that the ladder was created by Uncle Louis, who they all seem to have heard of, they're going to let him take it and lock it in the vault. Later, we find out that the coven is Lewis's coven, and they've been trying to wipe out this Garrett's organization for years. He tells Jack and Mickey that the latter can enhance a witch's power 1,000 times, but without it, they can't be all that powerful. He says this because Jack doesn't want him to underestimate the witch's power, but Gareth thinks because they don't have the ladder and that Jack and Mickey have the ladder, they can't be that powerful. But, you know, Jack knows better. We all know better. You know, Lewis's coven was determined to wipe us out. If they had gone hold of that, that would have happened. Is this coven still active? Well, there's been no sign of it. 
Perhaps they disappeared with, with his powers. I wouldn't be too sure of that. You know, Lewis spread around an awful lot of those witches, too. But nothing is more powerful than the ladder. This could enhance a witch's powers a thousand times. But without it, a black coven is no more powerful than we are. So when Gareth shakes Mickey's hand, he senses power in her, and he wants to help her realize her power. Mickey, have you ever practiced witchcraft? No. Why do you ask? I sense the occult powers we could nurture. You should take me up on that, Jack. She could help you in your work. Well, we'll have to talk about that. Yes, we will. Jack and Mickey are already heading to the car when Brother Shannon comes out and says goodnight to Gareth. Gareth says, see you next Tuesday. Now, really? Was that supposed to be a joke? Or was that just an innocent line that went wrong? And maybe I'm being a (laughs) 12-year-old. But there's no reason that they had to establish it was a Tuesday. So, I mean, couldn't they just say, see you next Wednesday? I'm sorry. I couldn't let it go by because if it stuck out that hard to me, it had to be a joke line, right? Or am I just being a child? What? (laughs) Okay. Onward. Anyway, after Jack drives away... A coven member jumps out of a tree onto Brother Shannon. In the next scene, we're back with the coven where they have Brother Shannon tied up. They apparently have been torturing him and threaten more if he doesn't tell him where the witch's ladder is. Liza, no more. You have been keeper of the knot, but they are not among your belongings. Let me go. Tell me where they are, and this will end. You have my promise as a fellow magician. He's been sent away for safekeeping. Where? Where? Fondredee's old store. Curious goods. Please, you promised. Liza promises that she'll let him go if he tells her. And he does. And she kills him. Obviously, people who are willing to torture aren't going to let you go. Fun fact. So over at the store, Jack is explaining witchcraft to Mickey and pulling out books. So Mickey seems really interested at this point. Really interested. In the outer part of the store, Ryan's dusting when his friend and mechanic comes in to tell him that his car is up and running. And they decide to get together for a couple drinks. As Danny leaves, Liza comes in pretending to be a customer. She says that Gareth sent her and she shakes Ryan's hand. She cuts his hand with a ring, which she says was accidental, which we know was not. She gives him a handkerchief and asks about the witch's ladder. She says she's a psychic researcher who's been tracking Uncle Lewis. She says that Lewis killed her sister. Ryan tells her that it's safe. But she tells him that her sister begged her to destroy everything Uncle Lewis created before she died. And she tells him that's what she's been doing. So Ryan knows that cursed objects can't be destroyed. And I don't know why she doesn't if she was part of Uncle Lewis's coven. Why doesn't she know that cursed antiques can't be destroyed? She tells him that he's not safe and the evil will work on him. He asks her to wait so he can get Jack and Mickey. By the time they all get upstairs, she's walking out the door. But seriously, she just walked out the door. He runs to the door, like acts like, oh, she got away. She was outside on the sidewalk. She couldn't have gotten that far unless she can beam herself somewhere else. So, I mean, if he tried, even if he didn't try hard, he could have caught her. So back at the coven, they're using the figurine and the handkerchief to torment Ryan until they get the ladder back. So they're sticking it with pins, and Ryan feels it. He's wandering around the store in pain and wakes Mickey. Mickey follows him as he goes to the vault to get the ladder. Jack's now awake, and both of them, Jack and Mickey, are in the vault with Ryan, and Ryan's getting worse. Mickey keeps talking to him, and Liza loses her grip on him. She tells the girl, whose name is Crystal, we find out later, that's always with her, that someone who cares for him 
and also has great power, has interfered with their spell. So another clue that Mickey has some sort of great power. So Ryan's really nasty to Mickey and Jack. Even when he snaps out of it, he yells to, for them to go back to bed. He doesn't know what happened. And he's angry. But he seems to be angry with them for bothering him. I don't know. So Jack thinks Ryan's sleepwalking. But Ryan is angry. And he says there's no way. He just gets angrier. These people collect cursed antiques for a living. They deal with magic. They deal with evil. Why do they always first think, oh, you're just sleepwalking? The man has never sleptwalked before. Why do they always do this? Why do they always think it's nothing when, ugh, this is what they do for a living. This is what they do for a living. They're dealing with cursed antiques. Antiques cursed by the devil. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'll never understand. Okay, so Jack and Mickey discuss the woman. Ryan's mad. He goes upstairs. And I don't blame him. You're sleepwalking. I mean, not that Ryan doesn't do the same thing. Like, 15 people died. Well, maybe it's just a coincidence. No. So they all do the same thing. But Ryan's mad because they think it's sleepwalking. I'm not going to keep ranting. Sorry. This could go on for a half hour. (laughs) So after Ryan goes upstairs, Jack and Mickey discuss the woman that came into the store. Mickey remembers Ryan telling her that Liza was wearing a lizard with wings pendant. Jack decides to check some of his books while Mickey goes upstairs to look after Ryan. Meanwhile, Liza instructs Crystal to take some of the members to stop them from interfering. And Liza says she'll take care of Ryan herself. So I kind of expected them to all go to the store and attack Mickey and Jack. But that's not what happened and it was kind of weird. But anyway, she burns the handkerchief and Ryan hears her casting a spell. He can hear her in his head. So the phone rings and Liza tells him that she can feel the power calling him and he has to get out of the store. And she tells him that he's also a danger to Jack and Mickey. She tells him to meet her on the corner. So is he under a spell at this point? I mean, he can hear her. But why would he believe that this ladder is only affecting him? All three of them are in the store. So why is it just him it's affecting? That doesn't make sense to me, and it never does make sense to me. I mean, later I know he drinks the stuff, and he's under sort of under a spell kind of thing. But there's points up until that point where he should have figured out something was wrong. So Jack is in the basement, and he doesn't hear any of this. He's locking up the vault, padlocking the vault. So not realizing Ryan is gone, I don't think. He calls Gareth to ask about the pendant. First complains that it's 3 o'clock in the morning, except that he's wide awake sitting in his chair. So what's the big deal? Garrick tells him that the pendant is the mark of a black witch. When Jack mentions the name of the woman who came to the store, Gareth recognizes it as Lewis's second-in-command. So Gareth hears someone at his door at 3 o'clock in the morning. He doesn't tell Jack that someone's at the door. He doesn't tell him to stay on the line just in case. He doesn't tell him to call the police. He just says he'll call him back, leaving Jack to think everything was fine there. So it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you're hearing noises at your door. You've just talked about a witch's coven and a dark witch and evil. And you go outside at 3 o'clock in the morning after all this. Why? Why would you go outside? Anyway, he finds a pentagram painted on his door with knives stuck into it. And Brother Shannon's body is swinging from his porch roof. And things are burning in the yard. So Ryan meets Liza and gets into her car. She just happens to have a thermos of something hot to give him because he must be freezing from walking to the corner. She tells him that she thought someone was following her the day before, and that's why she left the store. Now, there's a list of ways that Ryan should have known this was all nonsense, beginning with her destroying antiques. But if you were in a store with people and you saw someone outside who you thought was following you, 
Wouldn't you stay in the store with the people and not go outside by yourself where the person following you was? I mean, I understand that this is a story she made up for Ryan's benefit, but wouldn't Ryan come to this conclusion? Like, why would you go out by yourself where it's unsafe instead of staying in the store that has people that are there to help you and a telephone to call the police? And why would Ryan believe that story? But he does. And, of course, he tells her, again, that the ladder is safe, but this time he tells her it's safe in the vault. So now she knows there's a vault. But if she was Uncle Lewis's second-in-command, wouldn't she know about the vault already? Wouldn't she know he had a vault? It's got to be some kind of special vault to keep all these antiques in. So wouldn't she know about it? He had it before he died. They didn't just build it since Mickey, Ryan, and Jack took over the store. There's too many holes in this Uncle Lewis story. Okay. Anyway, she says she needs to get Ryan to safety and then she'll talk with Mickey and Jack. Because Ryan obviously is worried about Mickey and Jack. So she's going to get him to safety. Is there a friend that he can stay at? Of course, we met his friend earlier, so of course that's where he's going to go. He goes to Danny's house and apparently Danny owns a garage. Mickey discovers that Ryan is gone. Jack apparently had already figured that out. Jack explains everything Gareth told him earlier on the phone. So Gareth shows up, and he's been trying to call most of the night, but their phone is dead. And he tells them everything that happened at his house, so now he's worried that they have Ryan. She's definitely reformed the coffin, Jack. They killed Brother Shannon. If Ryan's missing, it may mean that they have him too. They vowed that they would destroy anyone who stood in their way. But why now? Where has she been since Lewis died? I don't know, Mickey, but if she's got the ladder, we're all dead. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. It's a little bit off from the storyline. There's a lot of scenes in this episode that kind of look like they all weren't there at the same time when they filled them. Specifically this scene with Gareth coming in and telling Jack and Mickey that their phone's dead and everything. It's just the, the way they shot a lot of these close-ups and things. And I know shows do that, obviously, because they have to get coverage. And sometimes, you know, they're getting one person's coverage. So the other person standing there isn't actually the actor. But it just seemed like so blatant in this episode. There were a lot of scenes where it was so, so obvious. There was a scene with Jack, Mickey, and Gareth looking at books at the table. And Mickey was in the middle. So when they showed the shot from Jack's side, you couldn't see Mickey. And then when they showed the shot from Gareth's side, Mickey was there. So the way Jack's head was there, you you uh, imagine that Mickey's there, you just can't see her. But they did it so many times, it was so obvious that the three of them weren't shooting at the same time for all of these shots. It was just weird. You know, I, and I know shows do that. It's common practice, but it just 
was so obvious. Almost like it was on purpose. Obviously, it wasn't on purpose. But it almost seemed like it was on purpose because it was so bad. It was so obvious. So, Crystal's at Danny's garage pretending to be a customer. This is the part I don't really understand. Ryan is panicking because he can't get in touch with the store and he tries to leave. But he looks really sweaty and Danny tells him to lay down and he'll call the phone company to report the store's phone. So Mickey finds that Liza was in prison for grave robbing and she must have just gotten out on parole. And again, I'm not picking on people and I, I, there might have been reasons for this and maybe I'm not, just not getting the reasons and maybe the reasons will show up in season three, but... Mickey was making all kinds of weird facial expressions. It was almost like she was possessed. Are we supposed to get something from these facial expressions? Because it looked like she was possessed. From what was going on, I would assume she would look worried. But she kind of looked possessed. And if she was worried about and upset about magic, I mean, she seemed to be interested in it before, and now all of a sudden she's not. So I don't know what all these facial expressions were about, but they were really odd. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be taking something away from those, or I don't know. Maybe it's something we'll find out later. I don't know. Anyway, Gareth needs Mickey's help if they're going to defeat Liza. So at the garage, Ryan's still acting like a zombie and sweating. Danny tries to get him to sit down as a coven member gets out of the trunk of the car. So a bunch of them attack Danny as Ryan screams watching in a kind of fog. Now, I know this was supposed to look like a dream, sort of, but it looks like instead of running the film in slow motion, these people were trying to act in slow motion. (laughs) And it really looks hilarious. It really looks hilarious. I'm sorry. I know their budget was probably nothing and because this is the last episode of the season. It looked funny. It looked funny. And I get it was supposed to be some kind of not a dream sequence. I, I guess it was supposed to be foggy enough that he wouldn't remember it. Or They're trying to show us that he's not going to remember it or he's under a spell watching it or something. I don't know. But it looked terrible. It looked like the people were trying to act in slow motion instead of them just slowing the film down. I mean, is there a reason to do that? I don't know. I don't know. At the store, Gareth and Mickey are putting an altar together. Jack also has found Liza noted in the manifest. She purchased a sculpting tool, which is what she's using to make these figurines. I found Liza in the manifest. Louis sold her a sculpting tool to model her victims in wax. With that and the ladder, she can destroy all of us. We must hurry. So there are actually two artifacts in play here. One they have and are trying to keep locked up, and one that doesn't even get mentioned until halfway through the episode. So Ryan comes to in the garage to find Danny dead. At the store, Mickey and Gareth are lighting candles by color. Wind is blowing inside, but he tells her to stay focused and to imagine Ryan bathed in light. Ryan is freaking out at the garage. Liza's banging on the door, yelling. Ryan lets her in and is convinced that he killed Danny. She tells him it's not his fault. It was the latter. She tells him that it won't let go of him until they can destroy it. This is the part I was a little confused about when she sent Crystal out because, like I said, I thought they were going to go to the store because they said they wanted to stop him and that she would take care of Ryan. So Liza sends Crystal to kill his friend. I guess the only purpose for killing his friend would be to make Ryan think that he did it. That's what I'm gathering because this part really doesn't make sense because then she shows up to take Ryan. So I imagine the only purpose for killing Ryan's friend is to make him think that he did it. So at the store, Gareth tells Mickey to focus all her feelings for Ryan and gives her a spell to read. Here I place a circle. 
circle of protection around the spirit of Ryan Dalian. Within this circle is a circle of strength. May he be protected from evil. Good. Now light the center candle and repeat the passage seven times. And as long as the candles burn, Ryan will be protected. So Mickey has to repeat this spell seven times. And he says Ryan will be protected until the candles burn out. Liza and Ryan arrive at the store, and she sends him in to get the ladder. Ryan goes in the side door and sees them performing the spell. He heads to the basement, but he finds the vault padlocked. Back at the spell, Mickey has to repeat a new part of the spell seven times again. The spell is interrupted by Ryan trying to break the padlock. Jack tells them to continue, and he goes to check out the noise. He tells them not to leave the altar, but then five seconds after he tells them that, he calls them to the basement. So they leave the altar. <laughs> Don't leave the altar. I mean, it was that quick. So wouldn't it have been better for them to continue and maybe not talk in slow motion to get the spell done instead of stopping the spell in the middle of it? Okay. So Jack tries to tell Ryan that he's under Liza's power, but he knocks them all out of the way and leaves with the ladder. Gareth follows Ryan and tries to go up against Liza, but she has the ladder and is able to fling him with an electric current against the wall and kills him. But Ryan is still willing to go with her. So, I mean, I know he's under a spell. But we find out later that even though it looks like he's seeing her fling him against the wall. And maybe he is, but for some reason he doesn't realize that it's evil. But I think this, whatever this potion stuff was that she gave him is kind of screwing with his memory. Because I was kind of confused why Ryan would be willing to go with her after she kills Gareth, even though he's under a spell. So I was like, well, it's either a very good spell or he doesn't really understand what's going on. So the coven is together and Liza's using the ladder. She tells the rest that tonight white magicians will die and darkness will return. Jack tells Mickey that Gareth was right. They can't leave the altar. Mickey argues that she doesn't know what her powers are and the candles are almost burned down to nothing. So you'd think they'd have normal burning candles to cast spells instead of these quick burning things that burn faster than any other candle I've seen. I mean, that's even faster than a birthday candle. That doesn't even make sense. Jack talks her into trying again and to concentrate on Ryan. If that were the only option to save the life of someone close to me, whether I knew what I was doing or not, I wouldn't argue about it. I would just do it. It was like she was just ready to give up because she doesn't know what her powers are. I mean, she did most of the spell already. Just keep going. But no, let's just keep discussing it and let the candles keep burning away. You know, oh, well, can't do anything. Let's just blow out these candles and go to sleep. Sorry, Ryan. I didn't, didn't want to try. I mean, geez. I know this is a lot of time killing. There was just way too much time killing in this episode. She finally puts on the scarf. And I'm wondering how necessary having a scarf on your head really is. And then she starts the spell again. And can she talk any slower? Back at the coven, they are mass producing the figurines. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's supposed to be dark magic, but... I mean, it was funny when we saw the first figurine being made, but now it looks like a mass production line of figurines. And I'm sorry, it was funny. So Ryan's sitting in the car while all this is happening, but he finally starts to hear Mickey and remember the spell Liza put on him. He remembers her watching as they killed Danny. He remembers her killing Gareth. So he didn't remember all this. It's all finally coming to him now. He gets out of the car and Mickey tells Jack that he heard her. So she obviously somehow knows that Ryan heard her. Jack convinces Mickey to try to get to Liza now. 
if, if she can distract her just a bit, it might give Ryan a chance to get the ladder back. So Ryan knocks out a coven guy and takes his clothes, and we've seen this before in the one where Mickey died. The one with the coin, which is the one with the coven that I talked about earlier in this episode. Mickey's trying to reverse Liza's spell, and as she says, her curse will be returned to her thousandfold. She does seem to be having some effect on Liza, but she continued on, passing out the figurines. Ryan is in line, and when he gets to Liza, he grabs the witch's ladder, while Mickey continues to recite the spell that's making Liza weaker. Electricity starts shooting from the ladder. It hits one guy and then hits another guy who has a who is coming at him with a knife. It sends the knife flying into Crystal and kills her, which distracts Liza for a moment. But then she gets her wits about her and she tries to cast a spell on Ryan, but he's able to shoot her with a bolt of electricity that sends her falling out of the window. So Mickey passes out at the store. Jack has no idea if the spell works or if Ryan is okay. So in the next scene, Mickey comes to and Ryan is there. Jack tells her that he thinks she used up all of her psychic energy in one night. She seems a little upset. She wants to know if her powers are gone, but he just tells her he doesn't know if they're gone for good, but he tells her that she should wait a while before trying to use them. So Ryan tells her that he got the ladder and the sculpting tool back. Mickey's thrilled. Jack goes to put the antiques in the vault and Ryan goes upstairs. Mickey opens the spell book with a really strange look on her face. The cursed antiques from Friday the 13th wiki are a witch's ladder that can greatly enhance the owner's magic powers. Also, a sculptor's tool that enchants victims by shaping their likeness in clay. So I'm kind of disappointed that Kim's not here because I wanted to ask her what she thought of Mickey's face at the end of the episode. I know a lot of the episodes end with people making odd faces and we don't know what it is. I don't know, was this meant to be a cliffhanger? Is Mickey going to try magic? Is she going to use the ladder to enhance her magic because Jack says, you know, she's lost it for the time being? Did something happen during the spell and Liza's evil got transferred to Mickey? I was interested to see if this was a cliffhanger or if it was just a weird face like we've seen in many episodes. I mean, she made a lot of weird faces throughout the episode. So again, it could mean something. I don't know. But I'm just wondering if this was meant to be like a cliffhanger or if it was just one of those odd faces that one or the other make at the end of a lot of episodes. And I don't remember. And as for the rest of the episode, I liked the story. I did. But as you heard throughout this. Some of it was ridiculous and I think it it could have been better. I don't know. It could have been better. I liked the story. The story was great. I just found there was a lot of things that didn't really make sense throughout the episode. And all the spell casting, you know, repeat something seven times and then repeat something else seven times. That was just a waste time. Nobody can tell me any different. I did like that there were two artifacts in play. Unlike A Friend Till the End, this one, It's two different artifacts. The second one, they didn't even know they were looking for until halfway through the story. But they were both relevant to the same story. So I kind of like that. Like I said, it was an okay episode. Not for a season finale. Although, I don't remember if back in the 80s, season finales were a big deal as they are now. But decent episode, not for a finale. There were things that could easily be fixed. So, we usually take two weeks off between seasons, so we'll be back in three weeks with the beginning of season three. We'll see you then. Join us in three weeks for season three, episode one of Friday the 13th, the series. Bye! Bye now!
This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.